In today's show, it's time to look at players who are either underperforming or overperforming and see whether we can get them traded. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com. And tell them that Locked On sent you. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. It really does mean a lot that you guys choose to listen to this show every day and all the stuff that I put out. We're free, available on all platforms, so tell your friends. Also, we've got a show to cover every team. So if you want to hear about a local take on the Raptors and Scotty Barnes, Locked On Raptors is right there for you. And Sean will uh, take you through all of the Raptors goings on. Was that a was that a slight tease? Was that a segue into talking about sell highs and buy lows? Yes, it was. Let's look at some sell-high options. And I know that people are going to hate it. Josh, you just hate this guy. I don't. I actually really like him. I think he's fun. He's definitely outperformed any of my expectations. I still think Scotty Barnes is a sell-high. Over the last two weeks, he's the 58th ranked player in category leagues. He's 49th in points leagues. Yes, the game where Siakam returned, he did have some foul trouble. That is true. He still played 31 minutes and had a usage of 12%. Right? I don't think that he will move out of the starting lineup. But what I do think is that his usage, which seemed really outsized for what we expected from him, will drop down. Will it stay at 12%? I highly doubt that. But I do think there's going to be a drop-off with Barnsley. And again, part of trading and part of fantasy is using psychology. And you can tell by any time that I say something about Scotty Barnes, you will find a bunch of people coming. Like I said yesterday, man, Evan Mobley at $4 for Rookie of the Year. I love that bet. I actually went and put 100 bucks on that myself. All right, I love that bet. I had He was one of my preseason best bets at 12 bucks for Rookie of the Year. And I still think at 4 bucks, it's worth putting more money on, right? So I said that. And then people just responded, Scotty Barnes though. What about Scotty Barnes? Scotty Barnes. Like people are obsessive about this guy. So I can look at this... I think somewhat objectively and say, well, okay, first game back. Yep, the minutes might have been down. Maybe they don't stay down. But the usage drop and the fact that he doesn't hit threes and he can be poor at free throws and the assists haven't quite always been there and he's still, you know, there's still some holes in his game. I think he's going to drop back, but people will, they just love the energy, rightfully so. He's awesome. Like, he's so fun. But does that mean he's going to remain a top 60 fantasy player? Like, I have significant doubts about that. So I think you need to be looking into a trade. He was traded straight up for Miles Turner. In the last 24 hours. Oh, that's, oh, I'd take Turner there pretty comfortably. He was traded with Seth Curry, who's another guy who's a sell height. Not on this show, but he's a sell height. Traded straight up for Shea Gildas-Alexander. There is value in Scotty Barnes. And just, I always got to throw this in, but let's throw it again now. These do not mean sell these players at all costs. The buy lows do not mean just go out and get these guys. It means inquire. See if you can get a good deal. If you can't, you hold on and you ride it out. That's how these do. Do not be super keen to trade. The other thing to be careful of, Anytime there is more than five players involved in a fantasy trade, it is almost definitely a bad trade. 
So anytime there's a multi, if, if you ever say, hey, what grade this trade and it's a three for three, I'll just say, get out of here. Like it's too many players and it just changes the makeup of a team too dramatically. And it's almost always going to be a loss. Almost. Probably not always a loss, but you know what I mean? It just, it creates too many variables that create those sort of issues. All right. Another guy who is dominating at the moment, Cole Anthony. Now I put this one on here to highlight how well he is playing. You, in a lot of cases, are going to be better served with holding on to Cole Anthony. But over the last two weeks, Anthony is the 17th ranked player in category leagues. 17th. He's 32nd in points leagues. How is he doing this? Well, he's averaging almost 22 points per game with seven rebounds and five assists. He's shooting 48% from the field and 84% from the line. Like, I think he's a good free throw shooter, no doubt. Is he a 44% three-point guy? Yeah, on however many attempts per game, eight per game. Is he going to play 35 minutes every game with a 25 usage? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the hell happens when Markel Fultz returns. At the way that Cole Anthony's playing, they should just that he should be their starter. That's simple as that. But he has shown an issue with efficiency at all points in his career, and I expect that this 48% shooting run over the last eight games probably does come back, and that means his three pointers, his scoring drops as well. And it probably pushes him into like the 70 type range, not the top 20 range. But you're pairing him together with another sell high we just did. And you're going to see this guy's name appear a lot on these shows. It's been interesting. And it's all re- value is always relative. But Cole Anthony and Scotty Barnes were traded for Luka Doncic. Now, I have my qualms about Doncic in fantasy. I don't think he's a top five guy or that top three, or top two, or number one pick that people were making him out to be. I, I didn't think that at the time. And I obviously don't think that now. But I do think that Doncic is going to finish as a top 25 guy at worst and better than these two guys, Barnes and Anthony. So he is a guy who is out there and available. And that, that's a trade that happened. So you can't, you, you, can't, uh, you can't move on from that. Or you can't just completely um, ignore that sort of stuff that's out there because people do overrate players at times. Guys, we've got a new sponsor today. Do you know that um, yeah, free trials, they often renew without your consent? It's a business scam. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. You can download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, you don't want, or you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks per year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. That sounds awesome. Because Truebill has this, you know, it's what it does. We all know we have these things. We sign up for them and then we just forget that they're there and they just money just comes out of our account. And it just comes out and just comes out. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped them save over $100 million. Corporations hate them. Oh, that's just my ad-libbing. Like Matthew B says, in a matter of seconds, I saved 660 bucks for the year on my direct TV bill. I saved $120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill. And I saved or sorry, $840 on my car insurance. Wow, that's crazy. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on MBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash locked on MBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. I want to tell you also about price picks, which is daily fantasy made easy. It is just you versus the projections in this one. Uh, Price Picks offers 
not only the superstars for their over-under props, but every player, even the bench guys, getting a handful of minutes. Whatever props you can think of, prize picks have it. So you get two to five players. You get their over-unders on points, rebounds, assists, blocks, whatever it is. Put them together, and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee. So when you go on there for the first time to prizepicks.com, use our promo code NBA. You can get 100% match deposit up to $100. They also allow mixed sport entries as well. Football combined with basketball, chuck them all together and see how you go. The entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and withdrawals are safe and fast. So go to prizepicks.com, sign up using the promo code NBA, or download their award-winning app from the App Store or from Google Play and get started. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. All right, another sell-high guy to look at. Remember when people were dropping this guy, the swimmer, Jordan Poole? Well, he's flying. He's the 42nd-ranked player over the last two weeks. He's 76th in points leagues. We do worry about what is going to happen eventually when Clay Thompson returns. That might be in February in terms of Clay being back at full strength. Recently, Poole has been the number two option ahead of Andrew Wiggins. And I actually don't hate that for the Warriors. He showed he could get to the free throw and he showed some assists. I think he's going to have some really, really solid value. But as a top 50 guy, I'm not sure. I think we are going to see him drop off. He's shooting almost 50% from the field on for 19 points in 29 minutes. He hasn't missed a free throw. Not that he's getting a ton, but he hasn't missed a free throw over his last six games. His usage is at 26%. He's averaging over a steal per game. It's that efficiency that worries me there, that 49% from the field for pool. I do think that'll come down. That includes 65% from two. So that is going to drop off. He's, yeah, he's been really good, obviously. But look at the two names that who are there. And one of those guys I had on the sell high list. But it's all about relative value. Like I would rather Scotty Barnes than Jordan Poole. Even though I think Scotty Barnes is a sell high. You could turn Jordan Poole into Scotty Barnes and then turn that into Luka Doncic. Yeah, it's a, it's great maneuvering. You can also or you, someone did also trade Jordan Poole for the pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Double Barnesy here. Barnes has been great, and I think he is somewhat of a sell high as well. But I do think he's going to be better than Jordan Poole. So if you can switch those two around, like that's that's a great, great move. Here's another one that people will be upset about, maybe? I don't know if that's the right word. Nice, Gary! Gary Trent Jr. Now, I will stand by what I said about Gary Trent. I did not think he was a draftable player. He played 31 minutes a night last year. He wasn't a top 180 guy. He offers points and threes and did it with poor field goals. No rebounds, no assists. But what he's done this year has gone absolutely bananas with his steals. He is the 61st ranked player over the last two weeks and 64th in category league, in points leagues because he is averaging almost three steals per game. He's shooting under 43 from the field. He never gets to the line. He's averaging 16 points with under two assists and just three rebounds. So all of that other stuff is basically in line with what I anticipated. I just didn't expect him to go from one steal to three steals. And I think that's fair enough. I do think that his steal rate and the way that he's playing defense is going to maintain a higher steal rate than he's had in his career in the past. I do believe that's the case. And I think he probably can stick as a 12-team league guy on the back of those steals. But I do not think he's going to maintain three steals per game. He also may lose a little bit of usage with Siakam back. So the 16 points might go, might go down to 14 and a half or 15. 
And then that pushes him from the 61st best player to the 130th best player. It's a big drop-off. He was traded straight up for Mo Bamba. He was also traded along with Tyrese Maxey for Trey Young. That is insane, that one. But I just wanted to throw that out there, that that's maybe that's cheating, maybe that's collusion, or maybe that's just a bunch of kids cover your ears, dumb fuck owners don't, don't know what they're doing. But it happened. People love seeing those numbers. People often don't look into context. They'll look at pure rankings or they'll look at pure steals. And they'll go, man, well, he's just going to get three steals every game now. And that's not really how it works. Could he maintain at 1.7 steals? Yeah, and that would be a huge win if he did. He could maintain that. But 2.8 versus 1.7 is a big difference. And everything else about his game, the low rebounds, low assists, the poor, poor to below average efficiency is still the problem with Trenner. So I do think that he is a guy that you can look into selling. And I also think that this is, it would be negligent if I didn't mention this one as a sell high. DeMar DeRozan is the fifth ranked player over the last two weeks in category leagues and 12th in points leagues. He hasn't really been traded because people aren't really buying into this. He's averaging 30 points over six games, shooting 53 and 92. He's hitting 1.23s. That's probably the most unrealistic part of this. Now he has established himself firmly as option 1B, behind Levine's 1A on the Bulls. Well ahead of Vooch. Vooch, just forget about it. I don't think that's coming back for Vooch, the usage. But I also don't think that DeRozan, who I think I had him like 55th, maybe around that area preseason. I think, you know, I've adjusted that, obviously, with the way his usage has looked. You know, push him into the top 35, maybe top 30. Top 10 on 30 points per game with that insane efficiency just isn't realistic. So it is going to fall off somewhat. Um, so if you can acquire a top 20, top 15 player for DeRozan, not out of the realms of possibilities, like a Brad Beal who's struggling a little bit, I would uh, I would consider that. Let's look at some buy low players now. Some of these buy low guys will have been dropped, like Jalen Green, and rightfully so. In terms of everybody who is rostered in the vast majority of leagues, like 90% of leagues or more, Jalen Green has been the worst performing player over the last two weeks of guys that have played. He's the 277th ranked player. He's 187th in points leagues. That is, without doubt, atrocious. Like, it's atrocious. He's averaging 12 points on 31% shooting. Half a steal. Under three rebounds. 1.4 triples. Not hitting his free throws. At this point, right at the moment, the NBA game is too much for him. He cannot be efficient. That is not to preclude him getting better. In fact, I almost I guarantee you he gets better than this. I think that he is... A solid, solid guy who's going to be top 100 for the final three months of the year. But it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough initially. If he's dropped, he's an auto add for me. And I'll just have to suffer through some bad weeks. But look at some of these trades. Straight up for Chumurakiki. What are we doing? For Luke Kennard, you're desperately chasing wins right now. With uh, for Ben Simmons and Gary Payton. Simmons, who we don't even know when he's going to play, and Gary Payton, who's getting 17 minutes a night. Yes, Payton's playing well. He's playing better than Jalen Green. But, Jesus Christ. I think that's an interesting one, just the Simmons one in general, because like obviously if Simmons plays, he's the best player there, but we just don't know when that's going to happen. So that's an interesting d- discussion or interesting decision. But Truma Kiki for Jalen Green, Luke Kennard, I, I know Jalen's suffering, but usage and minutes are there, and they are not going anywhere. He just needs to go from 31%. If he goes to 41%, he jumps probably 100 spots. He goes to 45% and then bumps the usage up a little bit. And instead of half a steal, gets 1.2 steals. He's pretty good at steals for G League Ignite. Like, 
in the top 80s right there. Let's look at the next guy. Maximum Derek. I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like, I like Derek White as a player. I think he's quite good. Right? But I, despite what people think, I don't have agendas for or against players. I have nothing invested in Derek White at all. He's been bad. He's been really bad the last couple of weeks. Like, shithouse. He used to be a guy that was hyper-efficient. He is not. He is shooting 35% and only 77 from the line. This is a dude who used to have 50% field goals and 80% from um, from the line. He's 147th ranked player in category leagues in the last two weeks, 99th in points leagues. He's averaging just 11 points. He's giving us five assists, which is great. One block, which is great. Just 0.6 steals, that's got room to improve. But there's the improvements there, right? The 35% shooting, even if he doesn't become a 50% guy, which I don't think he does, the 29% from three can go to 35 the 35% from the field can go to 43. And that improves his three-pointers made, his points made, his field goal percentage made. The steals, that can easily go to 1.4. And then like that jumps back up into the top 80. People get frustrated with him because of this, and especially after what he shoots, 0 of 10 last game. Like, there is value in getting Derek White. He was traded straight up for Kyle Kuzma. Now, despite the struggles of White, over the course of the season, he is ranked significantly higher than Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma's 135th. White is 90th. We're still a couple of weeks away from Hachimura returning, but White is by far the better fantasy player. But people rebel against Derek White when he has bad games. Maybe it's because I talk about how much I like him, and that's fine. They can do that if they want. But yeah, there is still value in buying him low. But a buy low does not mean throwing a top 80 player at him. It means throwing a Kyle Kuzma. It means throwing one of your worst two guys. Two of your worst, yeah, your worst two players. Because I, I feel good that the steals and the field goal percentage will improve for Derek White. You know that with so many makes and models of cars these days, it's really, really hard for a chain local auto parts store to stock everything. It's impossible. That's why Rock Auto exists. You don't want to go to one of those stores and pay 30, 50, 70, 100% more for the same parts and then wait for them to order it too. And then they choose this the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. Get out of here. With Rock Auto, an online family business who have been serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years, you can get all these parts at a much cheaper price. The prices are always reliably low. So whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet, Rock Auto has everything you can need. So head to rockauto.com. Check out their expansive catalog on the website. Put whatever you need into your cart and then at checkout in the How Did You Hear About Us box, write Locked On so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Let's go on to another buy low. I'm looking at Mikhail Bridges in Phoenix. It is fair to say that it has not been the best start to the year for Bridges. 109th in category leagues, 140th in points leagues. Now in points leagues, I do not think that Bridges is a top 100 sort of guy. But in category leagues, I do. He is 96th on the season. He has had one steal in his last five games. His value comes from being an insane field goal guy, which is stuck. He's at 58%. He's like 64 on twos. That's been a consistent theme for him. He's averaging 14 points with three rebounds and one and a half assists. So there's some scope for both the points. The threes made, he's at one per game. The rebounds and that to go up, but it's the steals. Like he could be a 1.6 steals guy. And that takes you from 109 to 70 straight away. So we we look at steals, which can be such a big influencer of categorical value that when you're a guy that's so active defensively and still getting a lot of deflections, but the steals aren't coming, when they do come, it's going to bump him straight up. 
Like, he can be had directly for Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich is fine, but I think Bridges' upside is higher. He can also be had, this is a trade that was done, which is insane to me, with Darius Garland for De'Aaron Fox. Now, I could make the argument there, I'm going to put this out there, that Darius Garland could finish this season better than De'Aaron Fox. In fact, I think it's going to happen. So Bridges is basically just a complete throw in there. And that's what I'm talking about with value. You can say, well, that trade won't, won't go down. It did go down. And whether that's a taco league or whatever you want to say, the more, more to the point is that Bridges was considered an absolute throw-in in that deal. And that's what you need to be looking at. The next guy we look at, Jaron Jackson Jr. He's 103rd over the last two weeks, 97th in points leagues. We've seen some flashes of him start to come good. He's averaging just under 25 minutes in the last six games. Under 13 points, shooting 34%. So there's your number one thing, right? The 34%, that comes up. Even if it comes to 42, there's room to go up. The 25 minutes, yes, foul trouble will be a problem. They've been blown out in a few games as well, but that's going to push up. I think you should be viewing Jaron Jackson as a top 50, top 70 player at worst for this season. At worst for this season. He was traded straight up for Montrez Harrell. Now, Harrell is like a top 35 guy over the last two weeks. We are seeing his minutes come down, though. Instead of 32, 33 a game, it's back to 28, 27, 26. So he is going to fall back off. He's playing well, Harold, but I would much rather have Jackson for the long term. And then we look at the last one, and that is a buy low on Christian James McCullum. You've got the worries with Lillard as well, which who knows what's going to happen with Lillard. Yeah, He probably keeps playing through it, but there's been struggles. But McCullum, I, I looked at CJ and went, oh, he's been killing it. Yeah, that's fine. He's the 80th ranked player over the last two weeks. 53rd in points leagues. I went, okay, wow, that's weird. He's averaging 20 points. So why is it so low? He's shooting under 40% from the field and only 67% from the free throw line. So it's about finding who's got CJ, seeing if they lost their matchups, seeing if he contributed to losing them by costing the percentages and seeing if that person is a real rankings um, uh, adherent. Well, look at where he is. Look where he is on the player radar. Right, those those people exist. I am not suggesting that CJ is going to go back to being that top twenty guy he was in the first week and a half of the season, but I do think that around a top fifty area is probably realistic, as both of those percentages start to come back up. He was traded straight up for Jeremy Grant, which is craziness to me. He was traded along with Carmelo Anthony for Clay Thompson and RJ Barrett. What? That's insane. What? Clay Thompson and RJ Barrett. Someone's obviously overrating RJ Barrett and expecting a lot from Clay Thompson when he returns. Again, maybe this isn't realistic, but there are people out there. What's well, it's not that's not realistic. It happened. And no both of those are crazy to me. Yeah, people, you gotta look for the it won't happen in every league. And by no means does any of this happen in every league. It just doesn't. But it's always worth looking at when a player drops over a two week period what you can do to extract 20, 30 spots of value. And I think that's what you can do with Siege. That'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and on YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.